This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, February 12th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Can Senate Ag get together on climate? Taxpayers saving from market boom and miracle honey. Bozeman, climate policy threatens farm bill. There are new signs of division on the Senate Agriculture Committee when it comes to climate change. The committee's top Republican, John Bozeman, told members of the National Cotton Council yesterday that funding to address climate change could come out of existing Farm Bill programs. You'll hear that it's paid for, that it doesn't cost anything, he said of the Democratic climate plan. The reason it doesn't cost anything is that the monies that they need to make it work will come out of the Farm Bill, and so something else will be displaced. But... Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow told reporters recently she wants to put more money into conservation programs to promote climate-friendly practices, but that she wants the funding to come out of separate climate legislation that Democrats plan to move later. Responding to Bozeman, a spokesman for Stabenow says she remains laser-focused on flexible producer-led policies to help farmers and foresters create new revenue streams as they cut down on emissions and sequester more carbon in their soil and trees. Agree report eyes subsidies carbon bank. A new paper released by Agree's Climate, Food, and Agriculture Dialogue does suggest making some key changes in farm bill programs. The report says, for example, that Congress could incentivize farmers to adopt conservation practices by offering them better coverage under commodity programs. With a higher reference price, producers that have implemented conservation practices in their fields would have additional market price protection over producers that do not, the report says. The report also says USDA research agencies need to coordinate better with the Farm Service Agency and the NRCS. The report was written by Chris Adamo, Vice President for Federal and Industry Affairs at Dana North America, and Bruce Knight, a consultant who was chief at the Natural Resources Conservation Service during the George W. Bush administration. Daybreak will continue after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to Daybreak. Growers switching crops on market boom. Despite a sharp increase in cotton prices in recent months, some southern farmers are going to be reducing their plantings of cotton this spring. The reason is simple. Markets for corn, soybeans, and some other crops look better. According to the National Cotton Council's annual planting intention survey, farmers plan to plant 11.5 million acres of cotton in this year, which would be a reduction of 5.2% from last year. 
farmers in Texas, by far the largest producer, are expected to trim their acreage by 5.7% or 6.4 million acres. KC Fed Survey, farm income stronger than expected. The Kansas City Fed said yesterday in its latest quarterly survey that increases in crop prices are helping the farm economy rebound across much of the Great Plains. About 80% of bankers expected farm incomes for the entire year would be higher than initially projected in early 2020 when factoring in government payments, and nearly 20% expected the increase to be significant, KC Fed economists said in their summary. Taxpayers to save on farm subsidies. One of the benefits of rising commodity prices is that they reduce the cost of federal commodity programs. The Congressional Budget Office new estimates of farm program spending project that USDA will pay out $3.95 billion through the price loss coverage program in the fiscal year that starts October 1st. That's down from the previous estimate of $6.8 billion. I'll take note. CBO projects the federal budget deficit will hit $2.3 trillion this year. That's not counting the impact of the $1.9 trillion stimulus package now making its way through the House. Annual deficits are projected to average $1.2 trillion a year over the next 10 years. It remains to be seen and whether and how that affects President Biden's plans for new spending on infrastructure and on climate. February starts with big corn and soy exports to China. China made big commitments to buy U.S. corn in the last full week of January. The following week saw significant fiscal shipments of the grain to Chinese buyers. That according to the latest USDA trade data. The U.S. shipped 357,600 metric tons of corn to China from January 29th through February 4th helping to push U.S. total exports for the week to a marketing year high of about 1.6 million tons. That was a 57% increase from the previous week. U.S. soy shipments to China were also strong for the latest seven-day reporting period. The Chinese imported about 1.2 million tons of U.S. soy during the week, more than half of the total 2.2 million tons that the U.S. exported. New Ag Committee members take on Tyson. Two new members of the House and Senate Agriculture Committees who are outspoken critics of the livestock industry are calling on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate one of the nation's largest meat processors, Tyson Foods. The lawmakers claim Tyson has been making, quote, false and misleading claims about its poultry products regarding labor, sustainability, and animal welfare practices. The alleged misinformation employed by Tyson to sell its products may provide the company with an unfair advantage over its competitors, say Senator Cory Booker, a New Jersey Democrat, and Representative Ro Hanna, a Democrat of California, say in a letter to the FTC. Senator Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat of Massachusetts, also signed the letter. The lawmakers introduced legislation in the last Congress to impose a moratorium on new concentrated animal feeding operations and to phase out the largest existing CAFOs. Tyson's take, the company declined to comment on the lawmakers' allegations, 
but a spokesman said the company is, quote, transparent about our business operations and practices through our annual sustainability reports, third-party animal welfare audits, and other public reporting. Customs finds noodle surprise. Customs officials in Cincinnati inspected a shipment of herbal pasta from Turkey last week and found it also held more than $1 million worth of Viagra. According to a statement released yesterday by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, inspectors found 17,400 pills plus 43 boxes of suspicious honey. CBP and FDA determined that the sweet substance called Miracle Honey turned out to be laced with sildenafil, the active ingredient in Viagra. Here's today's She Said It. One of the top trade questions farmers have is how the Biden administration will deal with China. The White House provided no clues after a conversation between the presidents of the two countries on Wednesday. When White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki was asked yesterday if the two presidents discussed trade, she didn't respond directly. She said President Joe Biden, quote, talked about the fundamental concerns he has about Beijing's coercive and unfair economic practices, including the crackdown in Hong Kong, human rights abuses across the country, increasingly insertive actions in the regions, including toward Taiwan. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, February 12th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.